This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. In this episode, I am interviewing Gabby J. Sherry. She is an emotional eating expert and coach. She is the host of the Don't Touch My Health podcast, and she helps high-achieving women overcome emotional eating and build elevated eating habits. I am a fan of everything that Gabby is doing because food is so important, especially as people who are going out and doing business and life God's way. We have to make sure that we're fueling our bodies with premium things and exercising self-control around what we put into our bodies and really just prioritizing our wellness. And what I love about Gabby is she's not approaching this from a vain standpoint, but really how we can be better stewards of our body, better stewards of our time, and really equip ourselves to be our best self as we go about the things that God is calling us to do. So make sure you take out your notebook, Follow Gabby on all her social platforms. Download her uh, checklist that's in the show notes as well. If you struggle with emotional eating and just need better self-control over your dietary choices, all the information about how you can keep up with her is in the show notes. This interview is also live, so you can check out our interview in video format on my YouTube channel at Tatum Tamia. And of course, subscribe to the Don't Touch My Health podcast. Gabby is a part of the Anchored Media family, and I absolutely love her podcast and everything that she stands for. So here is part one, without further ado, my interview with Gabby. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This week we have an interview with another favorite. We have Gabby, your last name is pronounced Sherry. Yes, because yes. it's Sherry with the little accent. Yes, all I think about is Stevie Wonder whenever I see him. <laughs> <laughs> but we have Gabby J. Sherry back on the show, host of the Don't Touch My Help podcast. And I love you, Gabby. So I'm so excited to have you back on here. Last time you were on the show, 
we were, it was the powerhouse series that was back in 2020. Yes. It was funny. I went back to it to see when it was and it aired May 18th. And I was like, I had just given birth. So we had to record it. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did. We did. Mm -hmm. And so at that time you were still doing personal training and really still in the wellness space, but more so on the fitness and exercise side Mm -hmm. and transitioned over into habits and elevated eating and all of those things. So tell us about just what caused that pivot with the business. Yeah. If I can be completely honest, I just wasn't happy with training anymore. Mm -hmm. I, um, I had gotten to this place of where it had taken up so much of my life, like for the past 10 to 12 years, mm-hmm. I started off training myself. You all know my story. I lost over 30 pounds. And so I started off doing it for me, started doing it for other people and I loved it. But then I also got to this point and I think COVID probably had a part to do with this as well. Everything went online. And so I really just started to see a slack in myself Um, because I was doing this so much for other people, I really wasn't showing up for myself in the way that I wanted to. And so I knew that a big piece in order for me to get back to what I really loved is I had to cut off a piece of a piece of it so that I could get back to me. And so I was also like in this place of like my philosophy around fitness was was changing. I was seeing the way that the diet culture and the fitness industry just kind of moves. And I just wasn't with that anymore, um, with the the techniques of that. So I was just like, what better time than now to just dip Mm -hmm. out. So um, I ended uh, fitness training at the beginning of this year. Got it. So you talked about just seeing the techniques and things that other people in your industry was doing it. What made you be like, I don't want to deal with this at all versus let me continue in this space and maybe have a different approach? And and I will say I'm still in the space, uh, especially like the diet arena. That's what I'm specifically mm-hmm. talking about. Because uh, I found myself, y'all, I have been on a million and one diets. I have literally tried everything out there. And y'all know how it is. Like you lose the weight just to regain it because you, you're giving the tool, but not real strategy for how to actually sustain the the weight loss once it's gone. So I was doing that and I was teaching my clients the same thing. And so it was this constant yo-yo of weight gain, losing the weight. And so it was frustrating. Um, And so with all of that going on, I I was like, there has to be an easier way for us to actually achieve our health goals without having to restrict our eating, without having to do all of these drastic things to actually get there. And, you know, when we think about it, God didn't create food for it to be restrictive right? There's, you know, like, of course, things have been modified, and there are things that we should stay away from. But when we really think about food in itself, um, there's, there's nothing that tells us that we need to restrict ourselves. It's this theology around food that makes us feel like that. And, and the media kind of teaching us that. And so it creates this unhealthy dynamic with food. So when I realized that in myself, and I saw that in my clients, I was just like, okay, I want to help them still get to their health goals, but in a different way, in a way that's more practical and in a way that they can actually sustain it. Got it. Did you feel intimidated making a switch or having this fear of, you know, losing this side of the business? How did you navigate that? Yeah. um, I honestly, I had to go in the boldness that God had given me because I knew that there was a need. It was just 
me stepping out and just really doing it because mm-hmm. I knew that there was no one in the industry talking about this aspect of health and fitness. Everything is around weight loss and about you going to the gym and about all of these other external things that you have to do. But what about the internal? And Tatum, you know, we've worked together before. And I know one thing that you always used to say is, is um, you know, I want to be able to be whole from the inside out. Like, yeah, this physical fitness piece is important. But um, I also know that in order for me to actually get there, I have to do the inside work too. Mm-hmm. And so that's a piece that we talk about, but we don't talk about that from the the nutrition aspect enough, especially in our in our community. So um, mm-hmm. I was extremely intimidated because I'm going against what everybody thought worked, which is dieting. And so are people going to receive this? Are people going to think I'm crazy? Like, and people only knew me for fitness training. So how do I get people to come with me? And listen to me talk about this new this new topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when we worked out, we did talk about this a lot. And I was telling you because for those of you guys who don't know, once I got clear to work out after having my son, Gabby and I were doing um, training virtually. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, I was still dealing with the high blood pressure from the postpartum preeclampsia, waiting for that to go down. And so I really looked at. I'm trying to get off these pills. That was my number one goal is I'm not taking medication. And so I took it because I would rather be alive <laughs> to That's actually hard. solve this problem <laughs> and from there. But my goal was to get off. And so yeah. I started just really looking at food and supplements. And so I bought that book. Um, what's the name of it? I, I forgot the name. Uh, of it. Girl, I got it right here. It's, it's called Natural Remedies. Or Natural something. Remedies. And the woman who wrote it is a believer. Yes. And from literally every ailment that you can think of is mm-hmm. there with the solution of natural remedies. Absolutely. And so I went, I opened that book and I think it had like for blood pressure, it talked a lot about like garlic, um, magnesium, mm-hmm. and um, heart healthy foods or whatever. So I started just taking supplement, like uh, extra vitamins and things like that. Yep. All my food was heavily focused on heart health, you know, yep. working out with you, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so within four months, I was off the medication and my blood pressure has been normal ever since then. Mm-hmm. But And so I, I find myself even sometimes toying with the, okay, I want to look one way, but I also want to make sure I'm good from the inside out. And right. that seems to be where I've gotten great at. But I'm like, okay, but how are we going to get these pounds off? Yeah, that? yeah, because it's still a real issue. Like, mm-hmm. we can still be uh, women of faith and still want to look a certain way. <laughs> and and that's just that's just the reality of it. And I think, I think that looking a certain way is just a cherry on top. God is like, okay, like, um, there's a scripture I always mention. It's in Second uh, Timothy four and eight, I believe, but it it, it speaks about um, uh, going. Uh, training is of good use, right? But being trained in godliness not only benefits you now, but in the life to come. And so I always reference that scripture because it literally talks about you being physically fit is good. But I think it comes down to priorities. It's nothing wrong with us wanting to look good, but what's the priority? Are we just wanting to look good simply just to look good or are we wanting to look good and be equipped and healthy enough to go out and to do whatever that thing God has called for you to do? Yeah, that's good. Because I I even think about like my son when I cook for him Mm -hmm. and everybody always gets on me because 
He's not allowed to have like processed food. Yeah. He's definitely not allowed to have added sugar. So he'll mm-hmm. eat fruit and like smoothies and stuff, but no like snacks, no packaged snacks. Yeah, no- yeah, yeah. So they be like, why? Let that child have some chips. And I'm like, why does he need chips? Because right. nobody else did. Yeah. I grew up on Capri Suns and Huggies okay. and the ice cream <laughs> truck and all of that. And it took years to be able to go against that behavior. Absolutely. So He's learning mm-hmm. at a young age by developing his palate to eat whole foods and mm-hmm. good foods that's good for him. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be able to pass those habits down to his kids. I remember yeah. my grandmother was over, uh, I think last weekend, and I was making her making us breakfast. So her breakfast got to be different because she an old school Southern woman. Yeah. She ain't eating this new stuff that mm-hmm. we eat. Bacon, eggs. No avocado toast. <laughs> and the funny thing is I was making avocado toast and I was like grandma do you want some she was like I don't even think I've ever seen an avocado <laughs> that's real <laughs> but that's real and many of us have to unlearn a lot mm-hmm. to be able to especially as people who are going out and doing the things that God is calling us to do we have to be fueled for it yeah and a lot of our tiredness and fatigue and irritability and stuff Mm -hmm. mostly is coming from the the decision of what we put in our mouths absolutely a hundred percent a hundred percent and I think whenever we make that connection um that's when everything can really start to change there's not the connection hasn't been made though because we think that it's just oh I'm not working out enough or oh I need to do all these other things and it's it really just goes back to your food in a lot of cases. Yeah, I yeah. remember before I went uh, seeking. The term yeah. is still funny to me because it's not like <laughs> popular, but um, I was just feeling bad. And I'm like, I was praying one morning. I'm like, God, I've been working out consistently mm-hmm. for a while. Like, why do I still feel this way? I'm tired by like two. I got to have my second coffee to get yeah. through the the day my uh, sinuses is killing me like I got a headache all the time and it's like what is what is happening and God showed me like no it's in your diet and so he was like cut out meat cut out dairy you know you can continue to eat seafood and stuff like that because it's usually Mm -hmm. extra protein without the extra stuff if you do like wild core organic and things of that nature yeah I was like okay cool so uh, that same day, <laughs> I, BJ had to finish what was in the refrigerator, but like that same day, I was done. And mm-hmm. that was in November. And ever since then, I rarely get headaches unless it's like I ain't drinking enough water or whatever, but I don't have like the sinus pressure mm-hmm. anymore. Like I would be sitting trying to work and my whole face would just feel like something yeah. sitting on it because of the sinus pressure. Yeah. So not dealing with that not having a lot of heartburn that I was dealing with and having energy. I drink coffee now more so as a, a comfort and a routine, but like yeah. I'm good on mm-hmm. energy and everything. I'm like, dang, I didn't even realize it was in what I was eating. Yep. Um, and so it's just, it's so, so, so important. You guys, we can't stress enough what you put into your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to go back though for a second because you talked about essentially having an innovative approach to this wellness space. You know, mm-hmm. we see a lot of the uh, things online would be a surgery or quick lose 10 pounds in 10 days yeah. or take this supplement, do this diet. Everything is a new fad that's mm-hmm. going on. And so you're coming into this industry saying with, with less. It's less sexy to say eat fruits and vegetables. Yep. 
you know, what I mean? or be, eat well and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're coming into this from a different approach. And, you know, we touched on it before, just feeling maybe a little intimidated and things of that nature. Yeah. How did your faith pay a, play a part in just really rebuilding the business in this new way? Oh yeah, that was that was the difficult part because it was maybe summer of last year. God was telling me to close down my businesses, and I was like, hmm, "Like what?" Mm-hmm. But but you know, this is this is the only way that that I'm able to make a living. And so I was a little disobedient. I closed down one aspect, um, which was like the online subscription gym that I had. I closed down that, and then I eventually closed down um the fitness training for for good but it was extremely intimidating and difficult because I didn't know where I was going next I was literally like pulling for straws like okay God you don't want me to do this but what else am I supposed to do and it was during that time I was um my dad was sick and he was going through all that he was going through and I found myself picking up food picking up food and I and and something clicked in me one day and it was like that's it and then God sent me to scripture uh, which is my foundation of scripture for my business is John 10 and 10 which says that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but I have come so that you may have life and have life more abundantly and when we look up that um, scripture and when we break it down uh, life literally means vitality it means to have a life full of energy and so that's actually where the even the term of even living elevated actually came from. Because when I think about elevated or abundantly, it means to be super added, superseded, living a life that's a cut above the rest, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's how God wants us to kind of operate in life and in our eating habits. Like, yeah, the world eats like this and they do this. And we know that Americans are one of the most obese people. Um, but I want you to live differently. I want you to live life a cut above the rest. You're not any better than anyone, but you have a different calling on your life where you can't do things the same as other people. And so once I got clarity on that, I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And, And then it was time for me to start sharing my story, which was very unsexy, because how do you say that I was a trainer and still am a trainer that struggles with emotional eating? How does that work? <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was difficult. And I'm still trying to navigate it because there are still pieces that I have to share that I haven't shared, but mm-hmm. um, I'm out here now. I'll gas no breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but on that same note though, how do you take that? Because it's a faith journey. What I hear you mm-hmm. saying is like, I'm out here trusting God. You know, I know that this is the direction that he wants. So I'm out here yeah. one, foot at a, one foot at a time. I'm sharing my story. I'm, I'm, I'm helping women with the emotional eating. I'm doing these things. But it's still that, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say fear, but mm-hmm. it's scary. You know what I mean? Anytime that you're doing something in God and you're walking by faith, yeah. it's scary. <laughs> I think well, it's Every day, I'm still questioning every single day. There's still a thought that comes up like it really like this is this is where I'm at now. And I'm grateful and and thank God he had he's continued to confirm it every step of the way. That's how I know I'm going in the right direction is because Mm -hmm. he's continuing to affirm and reconfirm 
um, every step that I'm taking, even with me talking to you, right? Mm -hmm. This is God reconfirming that I'm going in the right direction. And so that's what really keeps me grounded. Even when I am fearful, I have to go back and remember what, what he has allowed to happen so far. I've never had so much business. I've never had so much conversation around this. And so that's how I know like something I'm doing is right. Mm -hmm. Something is working and I have to keep pushing with, with what's working. And yeah. It's, I, I'm thinking of a quote that mm -hmm. I used to say all the time about what you focus on magnifies. Mm -hmm. And I talked about this in an episode last week where I was just dealing with some personal things and I found myself really mad at God. Like, why am I dealing with this? Why mm -hmm. am I going through? I know who you are. So why yeah. am I in this position dealing yeah. with this? And so God began to pull me back together. And he was like, you're focusing on the pain more than you're focusing on my presence. And I think that's a place that a lot of people of faith find themselves in. And it's easy in business, especially in this online world, to be distracted by all of the other things that's going on. So we get on social media, yeah. you get into the comparison game, you mm -hmm. may listen to other podcasts and get into the comparison game or, or yeah. whatever it is that's triggering for you. You mm -hmm. find yourself in these, in these spaces. And then that scariness of the season that you're in becomes bigger than God. Yeah. yeah. But he said that his word will never return to him void. He said he'll never leave you or forsake you. So even though it's scary to you, it's something that's settled and calm yeah. and already established mm -hmm. by God. Yep. And so what I'm hearing you say, and I want people to really just take away from this, if you're in a position to where you're walking by faith and it's scary and those doubts come, those thoughts, the, those pesky nagging things that the enemy throws into your mind comes, you have to force yourself to magnify God. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the thing about mine is that I had to magnify him in like one of the most difficult parts of my life. Like my dad was literally slipping away and so that's actually a big piece of why getting that book that you had recommended to me because he was going through pancreatic cancer um treatments and I was like in that book like okay dad you need to eat this like this is this is what they're saying to eat. they even have stuff for, for pancreatic cancer right and so that thinking back that's also was like a light bulb that kind of got sh shed on that piece but I was going through this transition while my dad was transitioning and so I was like, okay, God, and I'm not going to cry. It's okay to cry. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I was like, how can, um, how can you be transitioning me? It was so much, like so much transition all at one time. And I was like, okay, how can you be taking this aspect of my life away from me while also trying to give me something new? Mm. And, uh, that's where I was really able to see the uh, the grace of God because I, but to God be the glory, I was able to shift with grace. Like mm -hmm. I was able to shift even in the midst of my pain and even in the midst of everything that was going on. He made sure that I was hidden in an aspect that allowed for me to shift where, um, where there wasn't a lot of friction because by that time I was so confident in what he had called for me to do and even in the midst of my dad passing it was still like it was like a, a piece that I had and now I, I had this I, I went to therapy because I was worried I was like 
am I supposed to be grieving this in a certain way? Cause I'm not like, I feel so much peace that it's not really even is it, has it fully hit me? And God is like, yeah, but this is, this is the type of peace that I have that you're just now being able to tap into. So I feel like even in the midst of like that transitioning, I had to let go of a lot Mm. in order to be where I am now. And so he blessed me over, over, I can't even, I can't even just begin to like communicate the things that he has allowed to line up and to happen since mm-hmm. the, the, the sadly passing of my dad. But I, I, I know that it was, it was all for a reason. What advice would you give to someone who finds themselves in that overwhelming state? You yeah. know what I mean? It's God, you're, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, especially mm-hmm. because of this pandemic we've all been in. It's like, yeah tragedy has hit everyone. Absolutely. So God, how are you calling me to do this? How am I going and trying to walk in my purpose while life is still happening? Mm -hmm. The world is still in turmoil. I feel like a lot of people find themselves in that overwhelming state. So what advice would you give them to really walk through that in a way in which they don't walk away from God? Um, getting still, (laughs) I had to get rid. This is something a lot of people's response is. How do I be still when it's yeah. so much to do? You know what I mean? Literally, I it I knew what God had called for me to do, but I knew that I was not yet released to do it. Mm. And and this reminds me of like when when um when Jesus you know, after his, uh, after he ascended to heaven, he said, wait on the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. I will send him, but don't move before I send him. Because if you move before then, you're going to go out there looking foolish. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're going to go out there making mistakes and doing things that I never called for you to do. So I think knowing the season that you're in is so important. Ecclesiastes three and three, it talks about the different seasons that we're in. And I think being still it's hard because we are high achieving women. We always feel like we have to be doing something. We always feel like there's someone to help in which there is there, there, there are plenty of things to do, but you don't want to find yourself being busy just for the sake of being busy. We don't want to be marked out here. Okay. We, we don't want to just be, or was it Mary? Which one was it? Who was out here just working, but <laughs> learning to just be, Still and be okay with that. It's hard. It's hard because you want to go when you get the word. Um, but I also think that God uh, uh, arranged for things. He He made me be still because I was going through the grieving of my dad. So I didn't have any other choice, really. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes he will align, uh, arrange situations or circumstances so you have no other choice but to like... You, be still plus I didn't have all the I didn't not that I have all the answers now but I I knew what to do I didn't know where to go I didn't know and then he started sending resources 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 that's when I knew that it was time for me to start to start going so I got still I don't know if that's a good answer or not but (laughs) any answer that gets you closer to God is the right answer 
And yeah. I that the key to really get instilled, me and um, Charlotte were talking yesterday, shout out to Dr. Charlotte. Yes. And she was saying how um, the wilderness season is something that has a negative connotation to it, to where we all feel like, oh, I'm in, you know, my wilderness season and all of that. But when she was, she was saying how, when she looked up the word, that wilderness and solitude are synonymous. Mm. And I thought that that was interesting because me, I'm somebody who's an introvert. Yeah. And solitude is recharging for me. Yeah. And I look at it as a positive thing because I get an opportunity to check back in with myself, reconnect with God, get my thoughts right, get some rest yeah. and something that builds me up. Yeah. But the wilderness seems like something that more so breaks you down. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that to me, I'm like, man, that was such that was mind blowing even to me mm-hmm. sharing her revelation. And I think it applies here, too, with the being still is the key to it is to switch your perspective. That Mm-hmm. Because the reason why being still is hard for so many people is because you think what you have to do is more important to what, what God is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really a, um, it's a sign of being, wanting to be in control, yeah. a sign of a lack of trust in God when yeah. you can't be still, a sign of a you trying to do things in your own strength. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I think that perspective shift of saying, like, you know, this is an opportunity for me to sit before my father who already knows what I want to do. He already yep. knows where I'm going. He already, he's all knowing. Yeah. I'm nothing. I can tell God is new. Mm-hmm. He knows everything about me. Yeah. So let me sit here mm-hmm. and listen to my father and the creator of all things and mm-hmm. see what he needs for me, yep. what he needs me to do or not do mm-hmm. what he needs me to study, what he needs me to understand, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he needs from me, but I'm going to sit here because at the end of the day, it's going to build me up to be better for when he does send me out.